This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast. In this edition, I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by former England international Leanne Sanderson. Leanne played for various clubs in, uh, during her career, including Arsenal, Chelsea, Juventus, Espanyol, various clubs in America. Also won 50 caps for England, won uh, the FA Women's Premier League five times, won four FA Cups, won two Premier League Cups, the Charity Shield twice, UEFA Cup runner-up, won a Serie A title, a Coppa Italia, won the Cyprus Cup twice, a part of the England squad that finished third at the World Cup in 2015. Also, UEFA Women's Euros runner-up in 2009. And now, of course, TV and radio pundit. Leanne, you're absolutely everywhere. Um, I'm absolutely delighted to have you here. Welcome to the channel. How are you? Thanks, Chris. You made me feel so nice being off all those amazing credentials. But thanks for having me on. As I was saying to you before, my girlfriend's dad, massive Spurs fan, you know, he's been going down the lane since he was a boy. And um, I have more of an interest in Tottenham now because obviously my allegiance is usually with Arsenal playing there for the women's team for 12 years. But, you know, obviously, thanks for having me on fundamentally. Leanne, you had one hell of a career on the pitch. And and now, of course, you're having one hell of a career off the pitch as well. You've just come back from the World Cup. Every time I turn the TV on or the radio (laughs) on, you are there. I tell you, you must have one hell of an agent. You must be enjoying life at the moment. Yeah, loving it. Um, I think, you know, obviously I retired when I played for Juventus. I didn't actually officially do any type of retirement, you know, video or anything like that. I just kind of thought, well, I got asked to do a number of things. And I've been doing TV since I was a young kid. You know, I did a documentary on Live and Kicking, if those people can remember, way back yeah. when. Um, and I was doing BBC London from the age of 14 because I was in the Arsenal first team 
from the age of 14. So I've always had a, a love for it, but ultimately I just love football. From the age of five, I always knew I wanted to be a professional footballer and there was going to be nothing that stopped me from doing that. So, you know, and, and I love it. You know, some people say to me, what I try and do is I try to go away as often as I can as well, you know, get away for the weekend just to kind of switch off because it can come become quite intense. But, you know, I thought being a professional footballer was my dream job, but I can honestly say I actually prefer what I do now because I get to spend time with my family, my friends, yeah. I get to travel, you know, have more of a life because you, you, I don't call it sacrifices, it's choices because, you know, getting to wake up every day and be a professional footballer is the best job in the world, but you do miss absolutely everything and life by, bypasses you with family and friends, you end up missing out. So the fact that now I'm able to do and get these amazing opportunities, um, I'm absolutely loving it really. I should have said as well that you're a Manchester United fan. Um, you know, you're you're not a Tottenham fan. You're nothing to do with <laughs> you're Tottenham. Trying to, you're trying to make all these Tottenham fans switch off. I said that to you before. I said, no. oh, do you often get people? And you said, yeah, because I love football. You know, yeah. and you know, I'm a, I've been a Man United fan since I was five. Signed for Arsenal when I was nine. Wore my Manchester United kit to my first trial at Highbury. You know, all footballers, this is the thing. I always get a bit of stick for it. But all footballers support a team, right? Manchester United women didn't even have a team back in the day until three years ago. So for me, people used to ask me, oh, Leanne, you know, played against Man United. If you played against Man United, would you want to win? What a silly question. Of course yeah. I'd want to win because I'm playing for Arsenal and I love playing for Arsenal. So all male footballers, they support a team. Some of them are lucky enough to play, you know, for the team that they support, but not always. Well, the reason I've got you on is because... I love you as a pundit. I think you're a very straight talking pundit and uh, you're going to tell me exactly, you know, 100 percent the truth. You're not going to tell me what I want to hear on this podcast talking about Spurs. That's why you're here. Uh, so thanks so much for doing this. Um, let's start very simply by talking about Tottenham season so far. What have you made of it? Have, have you been disappointed by, you know, did you expect a lot more from Spurs this season? You know, I think if you go back over a year ago when Antonio Conte got the job, I think he worked miracles in that space of time because I think we have to be, Spurs fans have to be a little bit realistic, but I understand the frustration as well because I don't think any Spurs fan would have imagined you guys would be in Champions League in such a short amount of time. But I think when you look at the performances and you look at the way the club's being run, I, I can completely understand why because it doesn't look like the team's progressed. I think at times, you know, it was only in 2020 when you guys came up to Old Trafford and beat us 6-1 under Jose Mourinho. And everyone yeah. was saying, Spurs are going to win the league and all those things. And, and it just seems like the team hasn't really evolved since then. Yes, there's some, been some changes in the recruitment. But, you know, people often talk about the training ground, the stadium. Oh, it's, I think it's the best stadium in the world, genuinely. I mean, some of the stadiums in Qatar rival that quite well. But I think, you know, you've got all the fundamental basics and foundations at the club. But it just seems to be some of the decision making. And I just don't think the squad's good enough. I really don't. I think... You look at, you know, Kulisevsky and Bentoncourt when they came in last year. Made sense to me. They were over there. Bentoncourt was at Juventus when I was there. I think he's one of those players that Max Allegri always used to rely upon with regards to in the Champions League. He never really used to play in the league that much. But he came in, he's done a really good job. But you look at the rest of the squad. You know, you look at Eric Dyer, Doherty, Sessignon. I just don't think they're at that level that need to be for Spurs to, to be really pushing. And I, I don't see Spurs as being a threat. I mean... Human Son this year has been really, really poor. And I love Human Son. I really do. I think he's brilliant. You know, I think at times, I don't think he gets the respect he deserved, deserves. Yeah. And, you know, Harry Kane, you all know what Harry Kane does. But I think if, if it continues, I'll, I'll be surprised if Harry Kane is there. I really will. Yeah, and there were a lot of disappointed Spurs fans yesterday, for obvious reasons, losing the North London derby 2-0. Um, 
the first half, you know, all season, we don't seem to start a game on the front front foot. And we come out in the second half and it seems to be a completely different game in the second half. What do you put that down to? I mean, for me, you you know, I could only go by my experiences of playing. And I know it's different, the men's game to the women's game. I don't want to draw that comparison, but it's a mentality thing for me. At the end of the day, as long as you win, that's all that matters, right? Look at the Crystal Palace game. Nil-nil at halftime, going at halftime, you guys win 4-0. Yeah. No one saw that one coming at all. Sellers Park is a very intimidating place to go and it's a difficult yeah. place to get a result. Spurs are brilliant, but there's that lack of consistency. So for me, I think a lot of the time as well, this Antonio Conte, I think he's a top manager, but I think that it's always about him. You know, whether Spurs lose, oh, he had that one done that one interview a few months ago where he said he hasn't had the money, he doesn't know if he's going to be there. I think Antonio Conte, we know he doesn't stay at clubs for long enough. We know he's not a bit rebuilding type of manager. He's a here and now. And that's the one thing I'm concerned about. I mean, I can't see I can't see him being at the club next year. And I think that goes down to decision making. I could be wrong, but that's just my personal opinion. And, you know, he's spoken outwardly about how much he needs money and he needs to do this. But for me, you have to manage the players that are there now. When I watched the game yesterday, they don't look like they're playing for him. So, you know, I just think it's always about, is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Sometimes I think the players in modern day football need too much guidance. When I played, you know, I had, I had guidance from my manager. You have a game plan, but basic football things, pass, control, taking a corner, taking set pieces. Those are the things that you have to know. You know, we can't hold your hand all the time. So I think some modern day footballers need to take a look at themselves sometimes because then there's always too much guidance. But with Tottenham right now, I mean, you're still fifth in the league. So it's not like an absolute devastation. You could be worse. You could be in a position that Chelsea are in <laughs> right now. And I know when it's your when it's your team, trust me, I support Man United. I've been in a really bad place for about 10 years since Sir Alex Ferguson left. But I do think that, you know, there is there is still hope there. It's not like you're in, you know, in around relegation or where Chelsea are. So there's still hope, but there's always that question, is Antonio Conte going to be there or not? What do you think of the style of football under Conte? Because not a lot of Spurs fans are being entertained at the moment. It's all right when you're winning, of course, but, you know, we want to see entertaining football. Yeah, I think a lot of people felt the same. I mean, under Jose Mourinho as well, when he was parking the bus. But again, when you were getting those results, like at Old Trafford 6-1, no one's really going to turn around and say, oh, we don't like the style of football. But when you watch Tottenham right now, for me, they just don't look like they have really much of a plan and philosophy. Which, again, reminds me of where Manchester United were at before Eric Ten Hag. It's like the players go out there. There's no real plan. Hopefully, Harry Kane and Son, they have the telepathy, which we know they do have. But other than that, where are the goals going to come from? If human Son doesn't score, Harry Kane doesn't score, where are they going to come from? The decision yesterday, which I thought was quite strange, was putting Brian Hill on the bench. Because I think he's done well. Against Crystal Palace, he did well. And I know he looks very sly and light, but he's got a lot about him, I think. And, you know, you look at that team playing Sarah in the midfield, if he doesn't play, Ollie Skip usually goes in there. That That is not a top, top midfield. It's not. You know, you look at the back line, Eric Dyer, for me, you know, not at that level. And you've had Eric, I mean, Eric Dyer must have something about him because every manager seems to pick him, which I completely understand. And I think it's easy, given an opinion from here, to being in that position. But things need to change. Something needs to change because why make that decision to put Brian Hill on the bench and bring him on, you know, towards the end of the game? Didn't make sense. It was about four minutes to go. So, but the players don't look like they they know what they're doing. They don't look like there's guidance. And Antonio Conte doesn't, for me, look like he need, really wants to be there. Do you think Conte will be successful at Spurs or, or, or do you think he will end up leaving once his contract is up? I think he will end up leaving. But I also think, 
you know, what did Antonio Conte get promised when he first came to Tottenham? Because obviously they're making the top four. I'm sure, Chris, you never imagined that would happen in such a short space of time. I think in the, in the future it was going to happen, but he did it. Yeah. He worked miracles. But right now, I think you either have to back him and give him the money to be able to bring in the players he can. Because as I mentioned, Kudasevsky and Bentoncourt, a lot of Spurs fans are probably thinking, who are these players? Because they never really heard of them, never really seen them play. I think both of them have been really good. Richarlson's obviously had his fair share of injuries, but when he's fit, he can play. But it'll be interesting to see where he plays because obviously Kulisevsky seems to be favourable. Son and Kane are going to play, but Son hasn't been playing that well this season. And that's what's been quite unfortunate because you guys need him to be to play well for you to be successful. So I don't know with Antonio Conte. I just think it's always about if he's going to stay or is he going to go. And I think that happens until he leaves. Where on earth, Leanne, does Spurs go if we do not win a trophy under Antonio Conte? Because from Pochettino to Jose Mourinho, I know Nuno was there for a short period of time, but then you go to Antonio Conte, you know, three fantastic managers in, in, in Poch, Mourinho and now Conte. If you can't win a trophy under these three managers, where on earth do you go next? Yeah, it's difficult because I think sometimes decisions in the past can come back and bite you here and now. And I think that's what I'm seeing. I mean, if you would have beaten, you know, if you won the Champions League, Poch would still probably still be in the job, in the job still now. And you guys were very, very close under Poch. And I know there's obviously, Poch is a good friend of mine. I love him. I'd love him and Jesus Perez to go back in there. I really would. And I think a lot of Tottenham fans would want that. But again, Poch didn't really win there. You know, I'm always calling for Poch's name and everyone's saying, well, he hasn't really won anything. And I'm like, yeah, you've got a point. But I think the fans love this style of play. The fans love him. They still sing his name now. And I think the decisions that they've made, I mean, Nuno going in there, yes, his style of football at Wolves wasn't great, but he worked with that squad that he had. And I think that was Daniel Levy's thought process behind bringing Nuno in there because Daniel Levy, we know he doesn't really want to spend money, does he? The club has become such a, a business-minded club. You know, you've got concerts there, you've got NFL at the stadium, which is all fantastic. And that is unbelievable business-wise from Daniel Levy, but that doesn't put trophies on the table. I mean, you guys don't win trophies and that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I knew you'd be straight talking. <laughs> um, Leanne, do you think that um, Pochettino will be our next manager? Well, I mean, I don't I don't know that for a fact, obviously, but I think it's with a shout. I mean, I don't see why not. And I think with regards to Antonio Conte, I mean, he's not re-signed a new contract, which says enough for me. It's either he gets money to spend or he's going to go. So, and I don't know what he was promised, like I said, because I'm sure if he was promised that he was going to get money to spend and he hasn't, then he probably will end up leaving. But I think it's set up for Poch to come back. If I'm being honest, I think Spurs fans would welcome that. Obviously, he went to PSG, didn't quite work out, but he loves the club. He absolutely yeah. loves the club and the club loves him. And, and, and he's still, you know, they have that admiration for him. A lot of Tottenham fans do. And when you consider he didn't win anything at the club, that shows you just how much they like him. When you spoke about money there, Tottenham spending money, now we spent more or less £100 million on La Celso and on Dombele. Didn't work out with them. They didn't get on the plane to South Korea for pre-season. They're now out on loan. Now, since May, when Spurs thrashed Arsenal 3-0 at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, Arsenal have spent £122 million, Spurs have spent £172 million. What have they done better than us in regards to spending and recruitment? I think what I see is there's obviously been a clear plan and, and don't forget that you know, people were calling for Mikel, Mikel Arteta to go pretty early on in his career. I think it helped him, the fact they won the FA Cup straight away. But I do think that it's a process, isn't it? Now, you've only got to look at Chelsea right now, Graham Potter. They've got a plan in yeah. place, so they say. But 
if things keep going, yeah, they beat Palace at the weekend, but if things keep going the way they are, for me, as we've seen in modern day football, managers are disposable. But what I will say is that Tottenham have spent a lot of money. Arsenal have spent a lot of money, but they have had a manager in place that has been there part of the whole process. So if people don't jump on board with what the manager's trying to do, they get replaced or they get brought back in. Look at Saliba. You know, he'd been at Arsenal for a number of years, was out on loan, come back this year. He's been one of the best players. Odegaard was at Real Madrid playing in the first team when he was 15. And no one really saw in Odegaard what Mikel Arteta did. I don't think Arsenal fans would have ever seen Odegaard doing as well as he has now. But again, sometimes the players have to look at themselves. I mean, and Dombele and, and Lo Celso, maybe were they as good as the price tag that was put on them? Probably not, it turns out to be the case. But that must have come from somewhere. Because all, like, all teams waste money and lose money. And Chelsea have done it. They've done it a number of times. But, you know, for me, I just think it's been decision-making. The players haven't stepped up. And that's what it seems to be. That's what seems to happen. But it's unfortunate because you guys nearly lost Harry Kane last year. Pretty obviously yeah. wanted to go to Manchester City. But they obviously didn't want to front up the £150 million. But at this point, I don't think you can hold it against players like Harry Kane potentially wanting to move. Because he's been there through... It all really, the good, the bad and the ugly. And Harry Kane, someone said to me the other day, you could potentially go. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. His whole career about winning a trophy. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I say that it's all the time. Um, Leanne, in your experience of football, how much does the manager have, uh, you know, how much do, do they have the say in players coming into the club? And, and, and I say this question really with Jed Spence because Conte's come out and said a number of times he's a club signing. How important is it that when you bring someone like Antonio Conte, a, a born winner, a serial winner, you know, won trophies at every club he's been at, as did Jose Mourinho, and of course we sacked him six days before a cup final. You know, surely you've got to give them the trust in, in bringing in their players that they want. Yeah, I think. But I also think this is what I'm saying. Like, Antonio Conte has been quite outwardly spoken about. Jed Spence wasn't a signing of Higgs and Basuma and those types of players. He doesn't seem to be. I mean, when Basuma was at Brighton, he was brilliant. So I know yeah. it's a different type of club and there's a bigger, you know, pressure at Tottenham. But for me, you know... Antonio Conte has to manage the players there. You've only got to look at Deli Ali, for example, right? Some when you look at that documentary, the Spurs documentary, it was out a few years ago. You know, yeah. Jose Mourinho was telling Deli Ali then, you know, if you don't pull your finger out, then you're not going to be get anywhere near where you should be reaching. And look what's happened to him now. So for me, I think decisions need to be made for the club to progress. And I think a lot of Tottenham fans right now are frustrated because they don't see any clear plan. And I think if Antonio Conte maybe was to sign another contract, then maybe there'd be more stability at the club with regards to that. Because right now it doesn't look like there's that stability. Jed Spence, it's like, why not put him in there? Why not give him a chance? The same thing happened at Manchester United with Wilfred Zaha. We never played yeah. him until when he's one of the best, probably one of the most underrated players in the league. So, you know, at this point in time, why does players like Eric Dyer, those types of players keep giving, giving opportunities, Ollie Skip, those types of players. Why is it that a Jed Spence doesn't get put in there more? Why does a Basuma not get put in there more? Managers prefer certain players. And like I say from my own experience, if the manager doesn't, is not fancying you, then you're not playing. doesn't matter how good you are. Liam, what do you think the plan is 
because at the moment, all of us Spurs fans are very unhappy, of course, losing the North London derby. Some of the defeats, some of the performances, the first half performances are frustrating. We don't know whether Antonio Conte is going to be our manager beyond the 30th of June. What do you think the, the direction and, and the ambition of this club is? Well, Chris, I mean, I can't speak for the board and, and then that. And that's a difficult question. But what I will say, I think, you know, the direction a club needs to be, you guys want to be in the top four, but you want to play good style of football. You want to see there's a plan in place. And right now, I don't see that's the case. I mean, top four is still possible. You guys are flying high in the Champions League. It's not all doom and gloom. But I think when you look at the performances, you know, against Marseille, when Hoiberg came up with that last minute winner, those types of things, that shows you fight and that shows you heart. And, you know, the fact that, this season, people say, oh, Tottenham only come alive in the second half. Well, it doesn't really matter when they come alive as long as you get the results, right? If you were yeah. to end up being in the top two, top three, as you see, Manchester United started this year, right? Losing to Brentford, losing to Brighton. People forgotten about that. So I know when it's your team, you have that. And it's easy for me to say because Man United are flying high at the moment. But if you had this conversation with me a year ago, I'd have had a completely different perspective. I did not imagine we'd be where we are. So to put a little bit of a positive spin on it, Things need to change and it can happen pretty quickly. You can become a great team quickly or you can become a bad team quickly, as we've seen in football. Look at Chelsea. Graham Potter's gone in there. Not the right decision. So I can't answer the question of what is next for Tottenham Hotspur. But what I do see is they need stability. They need a manager that is going to put pen to paper and say he wants to be there. And also better recruitment because the signings that you've made just haven't been really good enough. Brian Hill, I actually think is a good player. He got sent out and known he's only just come back into the fold and still seems like Antonio Conte's not really having him. Do you think things will be different under the current board for Conte? Because surely, I, I, I always say, when you bring in a world-class manager like Conte, you've got to give him everything that he wants. You've got to give him the keys to it and, and just say, get on with it. Because what's the point otherwise? Yeah, I mean, I don't know those conversations between Antonio Conte and Daniel Levy. Nobody does. But what I will say is, obviously, he was promised something that they're not delivering. Because Antonio Conte, we know he doesn't stay at clubs for a long period of time. He just doesn't. But I think what happens is, similar to Chelsea and at Juventus, players buy into what he's doing for about a year. And then eventually, that fades away. It's when a new manager goes in, everybody wants to show what they've got. Everybody wants to play for him. But if you look at Tottenham from this point last year compared to now... Have you guys really progressed? You don't really see much progression. You don't really... And you know what I think as well? I always was told, my dad always used to say, even if you're having a bad day, at least compete. What I saw yesterday, and not a lot of those players looked like they were playing in a North London derby. Yeah. You know, yeah. that feeling, look how much it meant to those Arsenal players at the end when they were going over to the away fans. And yeah. I feel like that's been something that's been a process though with the Arsenal fans, with the feeling, with the with the club. I mean, look at someone like Granit Xhaka. It looked like his Arsenal career was over. And now he's been one of the best players in the Premier League. And I never thought I'd ever really be saying that. But he has been. He's been brilliant. But that comes yeah. from guidance and management. So when you look at Tottenham, not a lot of those players yesterday looked like they knew what that meant. And it didn't look like that. I mean, even Harry Kane looked like he was lackluster. You know, he, he's the only hope, really, that you had of scoring. He had a couple of chances, but not really any clear-cut opportunity. So for the players, they must be quite frustrated. Yeah, and Harry Kane, of course, is one behind Jimmy Greaves' record from equaling it. Um, if you were Harry Kane right now, what would you be feeling like? Because at the start of the show, I read all of your honours out, all of those trophies that you've got. Harry Kane hasn't won anything at Tottenham Hotspur. Um, he's out of contract in, in the summer of 2024. What would be going through your mind if you were Harry Kane right now? I think probably, and this might go against what a lot of Spurs fans would want, but I think he has to leave. I'd be thinking, I mean, he was thinking about it last year. 
Um, and I completely understand why. But it's difficult because I think Tottenham fans at this point would understand why he'd want to leave. Because he loves Tottenham, we know that. But at the same time, he needs to win. Look at Carl Walker, for example. Look what he's yeah. done, you know, yeah. since he left Tottenham. It, it can happen. And I think when you see other teams, I mean, I would absolutely love Harry Kane to come to Manchester United. Like, it would be an absolute dream. It really would, because he's such a good player. And I think the fact that he's still there and he's still, he's had a good season. I think not a lot of people are saying that because Haaland's come and scored so many goals. But, you know, he scored goals, but yeah. he's on his own, really. Dropping deep, doing all those things. But and Son, he's not he's not playing well. So when Son's not playing well, it becomes more difficult for Harry Kane. So it's difficult. But I think if I was Harry Kane, I'd be asking the club, where are we going? What's the plan? Because I'm sure every club has a five-year plan. And where are we going to be at? Because this whole stadium and training ground is great. But that, for me, doesn't attract players. It looks good when you're being taken around the training grounds and the stadiums. But if you don't have that product on the pitch, it doesn't really matter. How many, how many players in the world want to come to Tottenham right now? But like I said, that can change. That can really change. Leanne, of course, um, there's a couple of weeks left of the January transfer window. Spurs are being heavily linked to Pedro Poro and Leandro Trossard. Are, are these the, the, the types of players that Spurs should be pushing for? And will these sorts of players take us forward? I mean, I think Trossard's a good player, but he's obviously only wanting out from Brighton because he's had a disagreement with Deserby. So it's difficult. I mean, when you look at Tottenham Hotspur, I think if you've got players like Harry Kane there and Human Son, I think they can attract players. But when you're being brought in for a meeting as a player and you look at the other teams, you'll be thinking, well, at this moment in time, they'll probably rather go to a City or an Arsenal or a Manchester United. But you need to have, I think, a complete clear out. I think what needs to happen is you guys need about five or six more players that can, you know, really impact the squad. There needs to be a complete revamp, but that comes from the management, that comes from the board, backing the manager. Because when you look at squads, the Spurs squad in its entirety, it, it isn't a squad that's really competing. I mean, even Regulon, I thought was actually a good player. Even going all the way back to when Kieran Trippier left. Yeah. I mean, I thought, yeah, he had one season where he didn't do very well, but look at him now. So I think sometimes people want instant results and instant players to just gel in, but there needs to be that clear plan. But I understand why Tottenham fans feel the way that they do, but I think there just needs to be some stability. What do the board need to do, in your opinion, in this January window? Is it is it backing Conte by giving him a good few players, like really decent players, um, you know, walking into the starting eleven, like Kulisewski and Benson Kerr did last January. You know, they walked straight into Antonio Conte's starting eleven because, at the moment, and, and also another question for you: Do you think that the do you think that the club know whether Conte's staying or not at this stage? No, I don't think anybody knows if he's staying or not, and I think that's a problem in itself because, from a Spurs fans' perspective, they want to know that he's staying. You know, it wasn't long ago that Spurs fans are saying we're back, Tottenham are back. We've got a great manager. But like yeah. I said, that eventually fizzles out, doesn't it? Because you play for the new manager, you're there. But the quality ultimately shows. So I think, as we've seen, when Benton Kuhn Kulisewski comes in, you can bring in players that can make a difference. But at this moment in time, you don't really see many massive signings in the January transfer window, do you? I mean, you guys are only in fifth place. You could still make the Champions League. You're still in the Champions League. So, you know, therefore, decisions need to be made. And I think whether Antonio Conte stays or goes, you just you just need to know. 
There needs to be some clarity. And I think for the players, if, if I'm putting my, my players head on and you're going into the training ground and you're going there, if you don't know, I mean, these, some of these players, Harry Kane's had Nuno come in there, you know, and he's yeah. had Antonio Conte come in there. There's no real plan of what's going on. So if I was Harry Kane, if I was some of the players, I would meet with Daniel Levy saying, what are we doing here? What is going to be happening? What's going on? And But then again, some of these players that are at Tottenham are not Tottenham standard for me. It's where Tottenham are at now, but they're not at the level that Tottenham need to be at to be competing, you know, for winning the, winning the league, winning the FA Cup and in the Champions League. Leanne, so when Conte's uh, contract expires on the 30th of June, you think that's him done, yeah? Yeah, I do. I mean, I don't know that for a fact that sometimes when you when you say these things, they come back to bite you. But, you know, I, I know he's a serial winner. Everybody talks about that. But for me, he has to manage the team that he has now. You know, you can't throw your toys out of the pram. You just got to get on with it. And I think sometimes that's what the what the players need to know. You know, you, you have managers that you know you can you, you you don't get much change with them, and you what you see is what you get. I think Antonio Conte is a straight talker, but he needs to manage the players there now. And for whatever reason, those players weren't up for the game yesterday, and that's a North London derby. So good luck yeah. for getting them up for you know City. I mean, come on, City and Fulham. You've got those those teams next. Yeah. It's gonna be difficult. So I don't think he's gonna be there. I think if he was going to be there, wouldn't he have already signed a new contract? Out of those two games, the next two games, of course, Thursday, Manchester City away, and then the following Monday, Fulham away, as you mentioned, how many points do you think Spurs will pick up in those two games? It's going to be difficult. City are not coming off the best of runs, but it's City. They do what they do. Fulham, that place is unbelievable. They're flying. So I think you. Could, I don't think you're going to win either of those games. Could be wrong. You know, I hope so. I know my girlfriend's dad's going to be fuming at me for saying that. <laughs> but, you know... Um, well, you've been very I honest. So. I knew you would be. <laughs> I don't think so. But no, but the thing is, Chris, not all doom and gloom. I mean, you guys are in fifth. You're in the Champions League. There still is, you know, time. And I think Tottenham are ahead in the sense of making the Champions League very much quicker than any Tottenham fan imagined. But the style of football, I mean, losing to Aston Villa in that way, at yeah. home... You know, those are the, the home games is where you expect your players to be ready, raring to go. And even yesterday, North London derby, they wasn't. So it's all doom and gloom. Things can change, but you just need some guidance. Leon, if I was to ask you now to predict where Spurs would finish in the league at the end of the season, what would you say? I'm going to go with exactly where they are now in fifth. Yeah. And how many, yeah. how many, signings, how many signings do you think Spurs will bring in in the next two weeks? I don't think many. I mean, maybe one or two. They need more than that. But I think yeah. if they back Antonio Conte, especially for the summer, I think that's when the surely the management and the board have been putting together behind the scenes a plan of what they're trying to do. They don't just pull signings out of nowhere. You know, they have to plan, they recruit. And that's the thing, that's the big million-dollar question, how much of a plan is in place. So, you know, I think they'll end up in fifth place. I do. I don't think they'll make the top four this year. Maybe they might because nobody imagined them to make the top four last year. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, and last question for you. Of course, you won the FA Cup four times in your career. Spurs haven't won the FA Cup since 1991. Should we be prioritising this competition this season? Yeah, I do think so. And I think a trophy is the ultimate thing. I think, you know, you want to win. I think Spurs fans deserve that. And I think, you know, you see a lot of progression happening, like I said, within the stadium, training round, but those things don't matter. If you're not winning, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, I hope so. I hope you guys can win. But I don't hope you can win the FA Cup. I'm not going to lie, but I hope you can win a trophy because <laughs> Harry Kane, um, Harry Kane needs that as well. 
He certainly does. Well, Leanne, I can't thank you enough for coming on. You have been very honest. I knew you'd be very honest. Well, let's Loved hope my, you my predictions don't come back to bite me, eh? As, as a pundit, sometimes you can say things and, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. But all I can do, Chris, is, is see it, say it how I see it. So it's all doom and gloom, Spurs fans, you know, but you just need a plan in place. Fingers crossed, yeah. Hopefully we'll have a good January transfer window. Leanne, just before you go, tell everyone where they can find you and uh, what you're up to in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, so uh, you can find me, obviously, on social media, Leanne Summerson 10 Instagram, and then I'll be on Sky. I'm on TalkSport on Friday, 7 till 10. So if any Spurs fans want to get in, in um, involved, call in. Let me know your opinions, because I do listen to what the, the fans, the diehard fans that go to the games, that watch the games, those are the fans that I listen to, and those are the ones that I want to hear about. So if you want to come on Friday, give us a call. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Leanne. Uh, lovely having you on. And hopefully we can have you on again in the future when, when Spurs win a trophy. It'd be, it'd be yep. great to talk to you about Spurs winning trophies. Uh, <laughs> thanks for watching, good. everybody. And thanks for listening. And I'll see you on the next one. Until then, come on, you Spurs. <laughs>